Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Checkout MPL. Um, as you can see, Jamie and, I, Jamie and I are at the library, but we are separated by offices. Um, but we wanted to come in and do another podcast. We have a fun one today. I think we do, we're doing another bracket. We had a really fun time when we did the bracket podcast at the beginning of COVID. Um, but we have another one with some different topics, but we wanted to give a little update of what's going on here at the library. Yeah, so we um, opened our doors to the public. Um, I think this is our second week open. Mm -hmm. And um, we have limited hours. Uh, so we're only open until six on Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. Uh, we're closed on Wednesdays. And then we're open on our normal Saturdays from 10 to 4 mm -hmm. and closed on Sundays. Yep. And that seems to be working out pretty good for us. Yeah, yeah. So we are open, but we kind of limited on the services that we're doing. We're just um, allowing people to check out their materials, use the computers. Um, unfortunately, we had to put away all of our toys and most of our furniture um, just to encourage people to be quick with their visits. Um, but we're happy to see a lot of our patrons. I know a lot of our patrons are very happy to see us too. They have been very thankful that we're open. So it's kind of yeah. where we're at now. And we're kind of looking forward to the fall, kind of seeing what we're going to be doing. Um, of course, a lot of it's unknown, so can't make any solid plans right now. Um, I am working on a plan for our food truck rally, though, for August, so kind of keep an ear out for that. I think I have a good um, plan that kind of keeps everybody safe, but still able that we're safe, still able to have the the food truck rally. So yeah, I was gonna say it's a good safe way to still hold the event. Yeah, yeah. So some fun to look forward to in the next couple months. Um, we, but we need that. Yeah, we do. <laughs> Something to look forward to. But other than that, we are still doing our virtual programs. Um, Jamie's killing it with story times, her destination story times. Those are really fun. Angie has her cooped up videos showing her chickens. Those are getting some really good responses. Um, Cassie's doing her tween programming. And I have a couple of teen stuff out there as well. So Yeah, and people are really liking your unboxing videos. Oh, yeah. Yep. I just started showing our unboxing. So we get boxes from Baker and Taylor on a weekly basis. So I thought let's just share what we're getting. So and maybe encourage people to check them out, place them on hold. So those are fun. Yeah. It's a good option for people who maybe don't want to come in and browse yet. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So today with our bracket, we are going to be talking about mainly fiction books and the different aspects of those books. So like um, point of view, chapter length, um, cliffhangers and all that stuff. So we're going to compare two different things and then go through the bracket and see which is our all-time favorite book element, I guess. Yeah. So we'll go through those. Um, so we'll start on the left-hand side. Okay, um, and I think you have the top half of the bracket and I have the bottom half. Yes, so I, I think I kind of changed it up a little bit. So I don't- Oh, you did, okay. Yeah. I don't know if I'm gonna make a video of this, but this is our bracket. Um, you can see that. So we'll start with long chapters versus short chapters. So I do have a little kind of pros and cons for both of those that I looked up. I saw one article talked about short chapters as potato chip chapters. Um, they're easily digestible. So that's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, um, like so pros for short, short chapters, it's faster paced. Um, there's many stopping places. But cons, um, shorter scenes make it seem like there's less um, depth to the story and can seem quite choppy. Um, for examples of short chapters, um, James Patterson, his chapters are like two or three pages long. 
Um, many juvenile chapter books are short, I think because of the attention span and everything. Um, and then we have long chapters. So pros for long chapters allow for more immersion into the story in more complex scenes. Um, this could be a pro or a con, I guess. It gives you less opportunity to put the book down. Um, cons, you may get bored easily because it keeps going and going and less likely to say just one more chapter. Yeah, I can definitely see that. <laughs> yes. When so you look ahead, like, how many pages do I have until yeah. <laughs> that time? Exactly. Like, oh, no. I think we've all done that. Um, an example of that is like fantasy novels. Those have very long chapters. I'm sure Game of Thrones, um, the Outlander series have very long chapters. So I am a fan of short chapters because I- <laughs> I'm all about the potato chip. Yes, I love potato chips. Um, especially lately, I'm just struggling reading. So having those short chapters where I can, I feel accomplished getting through like three chapters. Yeah. So short chapters for me. Me too. All right, so our next team or competition is one POV versus multiple POVs. So POV is point of view. That's you too, I think. Uh, is it me? Yeah. Oh, I'm pretty sure, yeah, you have the whole top and I have the yep. whole bottom. Okay. So one POV, the advantage of that is that you get the thoughts and feelings of just one character. Um, so I looked up some examples. So Harry Potter and Hunger Games really just get kind of like the thoughts of the main characters of Harry Potter or Katniss Everdeen. Um, multiple POVs, you get the, obviously you're in the minds of multiple characters. So we have Game of Thrones, Girl on the Train, you kind of get the thoughts of just more than one character. You switch back and forth, like, yeah, yeah. in chapters or sometimes even just like within a chapter. Yeah. So I am a big fan of multiple POVs. Yeah, I, love, I like multiple too. I feel like you get to know more about the story, um, and you just not say stuck on one character, but you get to just know a little bit more. Yeah, I was thinking of actually, because this happens in TV shows sometimes where they do um, like half of the episode is based on what one character remembers and then the other half is, there's an X-Files episode that's oh. hilarious where it goes from Mulder's point of view and Scully's point of view. And yeah. I love that even in TV shows. Um, with point of view, the new, there's a new Twilight book coming out that's from Edward's point of view. And I, I wrote a teaser of that. Yeah, so that's yeah. Come, that comes out next month, I believe. So so with that, you get to see the whole story of Twilight from Edward. So that should be kind of interesting. I will definitely read it. Yeah. Hey, so let's go to the bottom now. Okay. And I'll do my two bottom ones. And then sure. you can go back up. Okay. okay. So the bottom of our bracket is about descriptions, detailed descriptions versus like uh, just sparse descriptions. And... Um, what I found out about that is I remember as a teacher, like in our curriculum, they would always say, um, you want to um, show, not tell. That always drove me nuts because it's just like, what does that even mean? Yeah. But they say that too much description can take away from like the main point of the story. And there was actually this um, website um, called Helping Readers Become Authors. And they say the quote was that too much description actually pushes readers out of your story. Um, and authors have to find a way to just like have the perfect balance uh, because you don't want it to be just like not enough to get the gist of what you're trying to convey either. Yep. So you just don't want to make, you want to make sure you don't crowd the reader out of the story. Yes. Well, I like that phrasing. Crowd yeah. the reader out. I like it. What do you think? 
Um, I feel like sometimes with details, it's just on and on and on. Like this, I'm more get to the point. (laughs) I I like some description and some authors, you don't even know you're reading a lot of description because they do a really good job, but some are so long winded. I don't like that. Yeah. Yeah. So So I'm going to go with the spare first descriptions. All right. Do you, so let's move on to footnotes and annotated. Yeah, sure. Okay. So footnotes, those are placed at the bottom of the page. Um, they kind of reference or comment a designated part in the text. So an example, um, there's a young adult series by E. Lockhart that has lots of footnotes. Um, like sometimes half the page was taken up by footnotes. Are they always numbered? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then Jonathan Stroud series, um, which starts with the amulet of Samarkand, Samarkand, probably butchered that, um, has footnotes as well. And then annotated is kind of a critical commentary or analyst um, analysis of the story. So I have a um, Pride and Prejudice book that's annotated. So one page has the story and then the page right next to it kind of um, goes into different aspects of um, the story. Um, I'm really not a fan of either because I feel like my attention span is to keep going back and forth, back and forth. Yeah, it puts like the brakes on it. It takes you like, you have to stop the flow. Yes, but if I had to choose, I'd probably be annotated because you can kind of skip over that part. Sometimes footnotes are important to the story. Yeah, that's true. Um, so I'm going to go with annotated. I'm still going with footnotes because usually the footnotes are shorter. Yes, they are shorter. Yeah, usually. Yes. Okay, so can we go down to the bottom and do dynamic and static series? Yes, for sure. Right, so um, dynamic series is one story that goes over multiple books. And I think that would be like Harry Potter yep. and the Hunger Games because... I mean, you can read them separately, but like you lose so much you, if you ha- don't. Yeah, you have to, you have to get through it to understand the whole big story. Yes. And then dyna- or the static series, the same characters throughout, but each story is its like separate own little thing where problems get resolved, and then there's like a new problem in the next book. And a lot of um, like the kids series are like this, mm-hmm. like Junie B. Jones and Magic Treehouse. It's always the same characters, but you really can read them in any order and. Um, they kind of, at the beginning of each book, just summarize, like, yeah. here's Junie B, she's in first grade or whatever. Yeah, so. there's, a, there's a lot of romance series that are, I think, static because they take place in, like, the same town yeah. or something, but, like, the characters kind of inter- intermingle among the books, but it's yeah. not really necessary to read them in order. Um, but, like you said, they're, they're dynamic, you have to read in order, and the frustrating thing about dynamic series is authors usually publish like a year apart so if you're just starting reading the series when the for the first book you have to wait a year for the second book yeah. to know what happens and that's so frustrating because sometimes then by the time you read the second one you forget what happened in the first one yes but I kind of do like the dynamic because it kind of because you get so invested in the characters and the setting and the story that you just enjoy continuing reading it yeah yeah I like so dynamic also and I'm going back to TV series again, but I like it when it goes over the course. Like the whole season is one story. Yes. I like yes. that better. Yeah. All right. So now we have um, maps or family trees that are like usually on the inside of books. 
So maps, obviously, you can visualize a, a character's journey or the setting. Uh, Lord of the Rings, Chronicles of Narnia, The Princess Bride, they all have like maps in the uh, book covers. And then family trees, obviously, you can kind of, if it's the characters or the families have so many members in it, it allows you to keep everybody straight. Do you um, know what a book series that has that? Because I don't remember ever even seeing that. Uh, Cassandra Clare Shadowhunter series. Oh, okay. Um, I have definitely referred to that family tree multiple times because her, she has three different series that are part of like the same world. Um, so it's kind of hard to keep track of everybody. Yeah. So I am a big fan of family trees. I think they are amazing. I just find it very fascinating to kind of see how everybody is connected. Yeah, I think that'd be helpful. I don't think I've ever read a book with a family tree, though, so I'm going to go with maps because I think maps are pretty cool in general. Yeah, yeah they are, especially those fictional ones where they're just created out of nothing. Yeah, yeah. Are amazing. All right, um, so we can do chapter titles versus numbered chapters. Mm -hmm. um, I read a blog article from this, um, it's called Janice Hardy's Fiction University, and she talks about this, and there were, like, tons of comments which was funny because it seems like kind of straightforward. Um, numbers are basic and they allow the reader just to zip through the transitions. So you can just like, you know, two is next, three is next and you don't even pay attention to it. But um, titles are kind of nice because they add meaning or sometimes like convey additional messages um, or information about the chapter. And sometimes people get really clever with um, the chapter yeah. titles too. Yes. Um, so it involves like for the author a little bit more thinking like, oh gosh, what am I going to name all these like chapters? Yep. Um, and also if you have multiple points of view, a lot of times the chapters are titled by who's speaking. Yes. So you don't like get lost. It goes back and forth. So and that's that super really helpful. helpful. Yeah. Um, and then they also said you can do like the combo chapter five fools rush in, you know, like you do both. Yes. Um, so I don't know. This one's hard. I think I'm going to actually say chapter titles. Yeah, I want to go chapter titles too because sometimes I can't, I can't think of one now, but I feel like I've read some that have really funny chapter titles. So yeah. you're kind of like, ooh, what does this mean? And you kind of like look forward to finding it in that chapter. Yeah, like you try to find that exact phrasing or like what they're referring, referring to. Referring to, yeah. So yeah. that's an extra little fun part of it. Yep. We're right. pretty much in agreement on a lot of these. I think we are. <laughs> okay, and then I think I have the last one. A yep. lot of dialogue versus little dialogue. Um, and this is kind of like the same as the descriptions. So um, lots of dialogue reads much more like a script. Um, and there's a book, I've actually never read this, but um, it came up in a lot of the like searches I did. It's called Daisy Jones and the Six. Okay. Um, it was a 2019 uh, publish by Taylor Jenkins Reid and it it's written like a documentary um it's about like it's a fiction story but following this band in the mm -hmm. 70s like love interests and just like then they end up breaking up and and on Goodreads it got 4.2 out of 5 stars which is pretty good for like 3,000 oh yeah yeah you know, people good. rating it but the people who hated it all complained about the narration style like they hated how it was like scripty like that. Yeah. And then otherwise you have little dialogue and that a lot of times happens in books like Hatchet um, or books where the main character is like lost in nature and trying to like brave the elements because there's nobody to talk to. It's yeah. just like them. 
Yeah, I thought of the one that we really enjoyed, the Minnie McGinnis one. Yeah. She was lost in yeah. the woods and it was just her. Um, I feel like lots of dialogue, it is kind of choppy or you don't. It's confusing because sometimes you have to go line by line to figure out who's talking. Like, like, okay, if he was talking, now she's talking now. Like, to yeah. see who says what. Um, I kind of like the little dialogue because you kind of get more of what's going on in the story with lots of dialogue you don't get like the people's thoughts or the description of what's going on around yeah and I think it has to be a balance again but if I had to choose one or the other I'd choose a little yeah all right so we're gonna head in over to the other side yep we have first person point of view or third person so let me find my notes here First person obviously is a use of I, we are our. The, um, the reader is inside the character's head and watching how the story unfolds through the character's eyes. Um, there's pros of this. You really get to know the character, obviously. Um, but there's cons, you are limited to, you have limited access to other characters and their thoughts and feelings. And the character can't be everywhere and kind of limits the story. You only get the story that's in front of the character. Third person, um, use of he, she, they. Um, the characters are being talked about. So the narr narrator is all knowing and kind of can move around the story. Um, I like, I saw this, you can't be sure that the main character will survive. Yeah, that's true. Yep. And then cons, there's far less intimacy between the reader and the character. Um, I am a big fan of third person. I, when I pick up a book, I first check to see if it's in uh, first person or third person and That's I so funny because I feel like I can't even like think of an example off the top of my head like of either of either I don't even pay attention I don't even know if the book I'm reading right now is first or third. Oh, really? no yeah. that's like that's a really big deciding point for me is if it's that's third funny. or first because I kind of like being in the person's head and that kind of opens up for multiple POVs too and that's what I love so if they're saying I that's first person that's first person yeah okay okay see the one I'm reading right now is first person and it took me a little bit to get into it, but now I like it. But yeah, yeah I think I like third person better. Yeah. I kind of like being able the to. Yeah. narrator. Yes. Yes. What is Harry Potter? That's that's third, right? That's third. Yeah. But with one, what third person, one POV. Yeah, because you get everybody's. Yeah, everybody. You hear from everybody. Lots of yep. different characters. Yes. Well, no, you because from you have their one, own point of view. You have one POV, which is Harry Potter, but oh. it's but it's in but. I believe it's, it says he. Yeah, I think so. Harry. Yeah. 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 Okay. That is so confusing. Yeah. But it's, so it's third person, one POV. I like third person, multiple POV. Okay. Where yeah. it goes back and forth. Yeah. But it's still he? Yeah. Well, it could, the, if it's, it could go to she if it's, you know, if it's. But never I. Right. Okay. Okay. There okay. can, there can be books that are first person, multiple POVs, but like with the chapters, you know how it changes. The chapter titles are the person's name. Yeah, okay. You know that switching over, and sometimes it can be told in first person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's go to yours on the bottom. Okay, so this one's easy. Hardcover versus softcover. Really the only thing I found about this, um, it's just personal preference, but yeah. it's kind of interesting because um, – a New York Times article said that the paperback is way more cost-effective, obviously, yeah. and it's, uh, so for lesser known authors, they tend to publish 
only paperback where like the big name authors will come out with both. Um, I like hardback. I kind of like the, not the mass paperbacks, like the small paperbacks. Yeah. I think the trade, I think the trade paperbacks were a little bit bigger. I actually kind of like those. I feel like I can hold, They're like squishy. <laughs> I can hold them a little bit better. Um, so I am going to go with soft cover. That's funny because yeah. I like hardback because I tend to like spill water on books and stuff like that. <laughs> you do. <laughs> so I need something with a little more like yeah. strength. Well, I know like with our books, every book is covered, has a book cover on it, but I don't like the book jackets because if yeah. like I'm, if I buy a book, I'm always taking the book jacket off because like yeah. it, start, it starts to curl and everything. Um, but soft cover for me. <laughs> All right, so now we have epilogue versus um, prologue. So prologue is obviously at the beginning of a story. It usually tells some kind of earlier story that connects to the main story. It introduces characters. And then epilogue is located at the end of a story and describes events that happened after the plot has finished. Um, I love epilogues. I kind of love knowing what else has happened even like on tv shows or movies i love it like when the credits are rolling and they kind of say like 20 years later bob joe did this or something like that i love yeah, that i agree i'm all about the epilogue sometimes i actually like skip the prologue which because i'm just like oh i just want to get to, the, <laughs> get to the story yeah yeah no i love i love it when there's an epilogue in a book yeah as long as it's not too long it's like another chapter <laughs> yeah <laughs> All right, so um, this is a good one. Novels and verse, um, which is basically like poetry, like mm -hmm. poetry, books and poetry. Otherwise, um, stories told through emails, texts, or letters, etc., which I found out is called epistolary fiction. I love it. Um, a lot of these I haven't read because uh, they're adult. Carrie by Stephen King, I guess, is told in letters, I think. Um, and Rainbow Rolls Attachments. Yep, I haven't, I tried reading that one, but because it was in text yeah. and emails, I couldn't do it. Yeah. I couldn't and do then it. there's, um, I don't know if this one's YA, Internet Girls Trilogy. It's told entirely um, with text message. messages. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I think that's kind of distracting sometimes. I love novels in verse. Mm -hmm. In fact, that might be my champion. Like, I was already thinking about that because there's so many, especially YA. Yes novels that are in verse and I just love it like I don't even understand how people can write like that yeah yeah and it's they're very fast reads but they're yeah. so engaging too yeah so novels in verse for me as well um Jason Reynolds and Kwame Alexander yes and I on my Lori Holtz Anderson kick like, yep. um have you ever read any um Ellen Hopkins she has no, a really thick hers books. always comes up like when I'm searching for books like that. Have you yep. read those? I've read a couple, yeah. I think I might like those. Yeah. There she takes on some tough subjects, but yeah. I think you like them. Yeah. A lot of times they do. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder why that is. Now I, that I think about that. Sometimes I think like the people that write the novels in verse have actually gone through really tough things and that's like their best way to get it out. Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of weird. Interesting. Yeah. All right, so our next is flashbacks and flash forwards. Um, flashbacks are a big thing in fiction. Um, so they're scenes that happen prior to the story being told, can reveal information about a character's desire, motives, emotional state, so they're relevant to the character's present actions. Um, 
cons, too many can slow a book down. I have read a couple books. I feel like they're jumping back too much. And like, I just want to be in the present story. Yeah. Um, flash forward, they're not in common as common in literature. Um, they're very common in like TV shows and movies. Um, it kind of moves the story forward in time. I guess I haven't read it, but The Hand Handmaid's Tale is a good example of literature with some flash forwards. Um, I'm going to go with flashbacks because I have read a lot of books with flashbacks as long as they use it sparingly and they're not constantly going like back and forth. Yeah. I wonder if there's any books that actually do both. Ooh. I know there's TV shows that do, but. That would definitely get very confusing. Yeah. I'm going with flashbacks because I think they're less confusing. Mm -hmm. um, all right. So now we have um, either a story that kind of begins in the middle of the action or a story that has lots of background information at the beginning. Um, so if it starts in the middle of the action, it's usually going to be a mystery, um, because yeah. they, they don't want to give you too much background information because that's sometimes when they flash back to things, um, and they want you to just be, you know, like guessing what's going to happen and surprised with the twists and turns. Usually, um, books like, uh, historical fiction, those will be when the author gives you lots of background information to help you understand the circumstances a little bit more. That's not always like that, but it seems like when I was researching this, it tends to be that way. Like yeah. mysteries kind of start in the middle of it all. Um, and then there's some books that even start with the ending that we were talking about. Like it tells you the ending. Well, that heroin book we read. Yes. It started with the ending. So we, and it was kind of, yeah. vague. it was vague though, but you were trying to figure out, well, how did she get here? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think for me, I like the story that starts in the middle because, um, just too much background information sometimes turns me off right away from yes. the beginning. I'd rather be like, what? What's yeah, happening? Exactly. Did you know when I was younger, I used to read like the last couple pages first. That's crazy. I was, I don't know why I did that. I read, so I would find out what happens and then I would read the story. That's so funny. <laughs> I, I've heard of people that do that and I don't know how, like, I think yeah. that's funny. Sometimes like I still kind of, if I'm reading a story and I know something's going to be happening, I take a little sneak peek at the end just to see because I can't wait to get there <laughs> I don't even let my eyes wander like to the end of the next page because sometimes I know I'm getting to the end of the chapter and I'm like I don't want to see it like what I think I'm gonna see yeah yeah that's funny I have I guess good restraint that way oh yeah and not in other areas but I, with that I do <laughs> all right next we have cliffhangers and a vague possibility of more so obviously cliffhangers are you story ends and you are shocked or you don't know what's happening or you're crying no, you're gonna cry you're gonna cry there's no there's some a story's not resolved and yeah. it's like there is gonna be another story you have to wait until there's more obviously movies or tv shows are big for cliffhangers and um movies that continue on like avengers <laughs> <laughs> that cliffhanger um so but then there's also books that kind of end when you don't you think there might, there could be another book, um, but it kind of ends good enough for you, but like, oh, maybe there's more. Um, I read a Sarah J. Moss book just recently, her newest adult book, and it kind of ended like, maybe there could be more, but I'm happy with how this ended. Yeah, they um, do that a lot in TV shows lately, I've noticed, because I think they don't know if it's going to be 
renew it or yeah. not. Yeah. So they have to end it like kind of safely as to not like freak people out. Yeah. But kind of leave it open just in case. Yeah. yeah. And that could be the same thing with um, authors too, like new authors who don't know if their story will get picked up by a publisher. Um, so I don't know. I, that is a hard one. I'm doing vague possibility of more just because like sometimes cliffhangers are just too like, uh, like too stressful. Yeah. Um, I kind of, I like the cliffhangers. Yeah. Especially if I'm able to pick up the next book right away and don't have to True. wait a year <laughs> yeah. for the next book to come out. And obviously cliffhangers are a part of series too. Yeah. All right. You okay, got one so more. The last one is, I didn't even know what this was until you, you told me, but now I totally get it. I yeah. just didn't know it was called that character breaking the fourth wall versus um an omniscient like narrator or character I guess so um breaking the fourth wall is also called metafiction I guess this happens a lot in graphic novels yes um like and what it is is it's just the character is talking to the viewer so in movies too like Ferris Bueller's Day Off where yeah he comes up to the screen and or um did you watch yeah, Deadpool does it. Yep. Say by the bell. Yes. Zach Morris would always come and like talk to us. And so um, there, there's all kinds of kids metafiction mm -hmm. now too, where it says like, hey reader, like Elephant and Piggy even have that one called like, we are in a book. And it's just like, they're, they're um, accepting the fact that they're fiction and they're like talking to you about it. It's yeah, weird. I like yeah. that. Um, and then an omniscient, um, narrator is told um, by a narrator that's actually detached like from the action and able to hop into different perspectives so even though I haven't read this it is on my list book thief yes narrated by death um, and then the diviners I just told you I was trying to read that that's another one that has an omniscient narrator but I don't really like it yeah, I, I tried to read that one, too. I just couldn't get into know. it. Might have to give it another try. Yeah, so I haven't read a ton of books that do that. Um, but I think it could work. Like, I'm kind of anxious to read The Book Thief now, because I think I will like that. You will. Just be prepared to cry. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, with, with a book narrated by death, it's not going to be a happy ending. Yeah, true. Maybe the omniscient books are a little more serious, because it seems like... Um, the metafiction is more funny. Yeah, and that's why I chose the fourth wall one because I feel yeah. like it's a fun little surprise when like, especially when it's like unexpected, like turns around and says hi or like, you know, yeah. talks to you. It is funny. I like it. In, the kids really like it when I do read alouds with that. Sometimes I get annoyed by them though. Well, you probably read a lot of them if you've been reading a lot of kids. Yeah, books. I mean like, and even in movies when they like go like, hey reader or, or hey viewer. Yeah. I I'm going to go with the omniscient okay all right okay. so we, we did through our first round yep so let's get down to our final four yeah okay so i have we can go through this rather fast i yep. have short ch uh chapters versus multiple pov i'm going multiple pov i have the same but i'm going short chapters all right i have annotated versus family trees i'm going family trees footnotes versus maps i'm going maps now we're ending up really different, actually. Yep. We're starting uh, the same. Chapter titles versus little dialogue. Little dialogue. 
Uh, I have titles versus little dialogue, and that's so hard. I'm going with chapter titles. Uh, dynamic series versus sparse or spare descriptions. I'm going to go dynamic series. Me too. I'm with you on that one. All right, and then for the other side, we have, well, I have third person, point of view, and epilogue. I'm I just like all weirded out by the point of view now. <laughs> like, it's so confusing. I'm just going to go epilogue because I don't even want to think about that anymore. Oh, gosh, that one's a really, really hard one for me. Um, I'm going to go, oof, I love both of them. Oh, that's, they had to have an early fight. Uh, they, oh, it's going to be so close. Okay, epilogue with a buzzer beater. <laughs> okay. Um, flashbacks for me versus vague possibility of more. I'm going to go vague possibility of more. All right. I have flashbacks versus cliffhangers. I'm going to go with cliffhangers. Okay. I knew you would do that. <laughs> um, omniscient narrator versus story that begins in the middle. I'm going to story that begins in the middle. I have fourth wall versus, uh, the middle. I'm going to go with starts in the middle. All right. And then the last one I have novels in verse versus hardback and I'm going novels in verse. I had novels in verse versus soft covers, and I'm going to go with novels in verse. All right. We should put this bracket out so people can fill out their own. Yeah. Like, take it in the comments or whatever. Yep, I will post. I'll definitely post it. Yeah. All right. Now I have multiple POVs versus family trees. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> um, I have to go multiple POVs. Okay. I know you really like family trees. I do. I have short chapters versus maps i'm going short chapters <laughs> okay i have little dialogue versus dynamic series i'm going to go dynamic series i have chapter titles versus dynamic series and i'm going with dynamic series too and then right. on the other side i have epilogues versus vague possibility of more i'm going vague possibility of more i have epilogue versus cliffhangers and i have to have my epilogue. Well, that could kind of be the same thing. Yeah, that's true. Sometimes there might be a cliffhanger and an epilogue. Yeah. So I might have yeah. a little bit of both there. <laughs> I'm going to go with epilogue though. Yeah. Yeah. And then I have um, story that begins in the middle versus novel in verse. This is my hard one because I love both of these. Um, I'm going novel in verse though because the novel in verse could start in the middle. Of that's it. true. That's true. Now we're stretching it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have starts in the middle and novel in verse, but I'm going to go with starts in the middle. I do kind of, yeah, I like novels in verse, but they're not what I would choose. Yeah. If I had a choice, I guess. Okay. So now we got our final four. Yep. So I, my final four is multiple POVs, epilogue, dynamic series, starts in the middle. Okay. And mine is short chapters, dynamic series, vague possibility of more, and novels in verse. All right, so our championship comes down to, for me, out of multiple POVs and dynamic series, I'm going to go multiple POV. And although I love short chapters, I value more the dynamic series. So dynamic is in the championship for me. All right. And, and then I have a vague possibility of more versus novel in verse, and I'm going novel in verse. Okay. And then I have epilogue versus uh, starts in middle, and I have to go epilogue. <laughs> so, did you know from the beginning you were going to have that winning? You didn't really, though. No, not a hard choice. 
So my final is it's multiple POVs versus epilogue. Ooh. I don't know what I'm going to choose. Okay, well, take a minute. Okay. Because mine is dynamic book series versus novel in verse. Oh, that's a tough one, too. Yeah. I think I'm going to go with multiple POVs if they're only third person. <laughs> <laughs> so you have a footnote. I do. Your... Yes, exactly. <laughs> Put a little asterisk next to that or a little one. with. Yeah. So yes, I want to go with multiple POVs. All right. All right. That's your winner. And yeah. for me, I have dynamic series versus novel and verse, and I'm going novel and verse. Are you? Nice. Yeah. I really thought that I would pick that kind of from the beginning because I just really love them. Yeah. So that was really fun. Ooh, I'm sweating. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so um, I will definitely include this a link to our completed our, our board, um, so you guys can fill out your own um, bracket to see what is your favorite aspect of a novel. Yeah, so, and put it in the comments. I'm yeah. curious to see what wins for some people. Yeah. So thank you for sticking around and listening to this, and um, we'll. We have a special podcast coming next week. I'm going to do an author interview with a local author. So that's very exciting. And then, yeah, we'll keep doing yeah. podcasts. Is that going to be our ideas. first visitor? Or no, have we had a visitor before? That's non-staff. Yeah, that'll be our first non-staff first visitor. That's yeah. so exciting. Yeah. So thank you and everyone. And I hope everyone has a great rest of your week, rest of July. And stay safe, stay healthy. Yep. And We'll talk to you later. Come back to us sometime. Yeah. Bye, Bye. everyone.